Last night, I, I barely got through the exultant at the Easter vigil, and my voice kept on kind of cracking. I thought, oh, good Lord. And I was practicing during the day, and I can tell I was going to come down with laryngitis. I was giving Easter greetings to a priest buddy of mine, and so I said, boy, what do you do? And he said, oh, I got the great cure for you. I'm desperate. What is it? He said, okay, well, this is what I want you to do. He said, get some Chinese hot mustard, crack some fresh ground pepper in it, mix it with boiling water, and gargle. I'd rather have laryngitis. <laughs> so while the voice holds out, let's greet each other as Christians. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. St. John Chrysostom, Patriarch of Constantinople, delivered a wonderful Easter sermon sometime in the 400s. He delivered this sermon at a time in his life when he was under relentless attack from his enemies within the church and from the powers of imperial government. Why? He spoke the truth and he would not compromise with the truth. He ignored the intrigues of churchmen and of emperors, the jealousies of bishops and monks, and the pettiness of lay people. He allowed nothing, no one, to distract him from his primary responsibility to preach the forgiveness, the mercy, and the new life always offered to us by the risen Jesus. Focused on the joy of the resurrection, he said to his congregation, Whosoever is a devout lover of God, let him enjoy this beautiful, bright festival. And whosoever is a grateful servant, let him rejoice and enter into the joy of his Lord. And if any be weary with fasting, let him now receive his penny. If any have toiled from the first hour, let him receive his due reward. If any come after the third hour, let him with gratitude join in the feast. And he that arrived after the sixth hour, let him not doubt, for he too shall sustain no loss. And if any have delayed to the ninth hour, let him not hesitate, but let him come too. And he that arrived only at the eleventh hour, let him not be afraid by reason of his delay. For the Lord is gracious and receiveth the last even as the first. Yea, to this one he giveth and upon that one he bestoweth. He accepteth works and he greeteth the endeavor. The deed he honoreth and the intention he commendeth. Let all then enter the joy of our Lord. Ye first and last receiving alike your reward. Ye rich and poor, rejoice together. Ye sober and ye slothful, celebrate the day. Ye that have kept the fast, and ye that have not, rejoice today, for the table is richly laden. Fare ye royally on it. The calf is a fatted one. Let no one go away hungry. 
Partake ye all of the cup of faith. Enjoy ye all the riches of his goodness. Let no one grieve at his poverty, for the universal kingdom hath been revealed. This, for St. John Chrysostom, is the power that lies in resurrection faith. How many here are Christians? If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, what is your understanding of the resurrection? Now be very careful here. You see, your answer is critical. You see, if you think that the resurrection was just a historical event in the distant past that we gathered together to celebrate once a year, have a few warm fuzzies, get a little whiff of incense, and open an Easter basket. It's not going to do you a darn bit of good. Rather, the resurrection of Jesus transcends history. It is a living, ever-renewing, ever-refreshing reality that can guide how we live our lives with hope, something the world cannot give, with peace, and with some measure of joy while we have to plod our way in this world that quite often is a world of tears. And often, and offer complete joy in heaven. The mystery of the resurrection tells us that what happened to Jesus is happening to us right now if we are in communion with Jesus. We are rising from the dead this very moment. Now how can that possibly be? We are rising now from all the deaths that we inflicted on ourselves when we turned away from Jesus as our ultimate good, our ultimate hope, and we turned to some object, some thing, some theory, some philosophy, some person as our supreme good, our ultimate hope, only to have those hopes dashed. But we have resurrection faith brewing within us whenever we turn back to Jesus. We are rising from the dead when we say praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, after hearing his living voice in the gospel. We are rising from the dead when we pray from the heart that marvelous, simple prayer Jesus gave us, the Our Father, to help keep us in intimate union with his Father, who we now can dare to call our Father through the gift of his eternal Son's sacrifice on the cross. We are rising from the dead when we come to the altar to receive the holy gifts, saying, Amen, I believe, to the precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, who promises and brings about the forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life here and now. And for those who may not be Catholic or those who are Catholic but cannot yet receive the precious gifts, do not worry, do not despair. Just even coming up to receive a blessing, you are telling the Lord you desire communion with him and he will never ever turn away anyone who truly seeks him. We are rising from the dead 
when we place our hope in the Lord as death comes to claim our body or the body of a loved one. The resurrection is not, nor can it be, a merely historical event that is disconnected from our daily lives. But rather, it is an event that gives us the power to hope, an affirmation that even now we are, in this moment of history, however chaotic, secure in Jesus' kingdom. We live now with the truth. No matter what insane evils this world concocts, that we belong to the Lord, and there is no power on this earth, no power in hell. There is no power of government that can ever separate us from the love of Jesus, save one. Our freely willed choice to be separate from him. Not all the coercive power of governments, not all the malevolence of demons, no terror of disease, not even the horrors of the grave can alter this truth in any way. It is this security in the resurrection that allows us, as it allowed St. John Chrysostom and so many saints before and after him, to move forward in hope even if there were tears in their eyes, staying focused on the truth and never compromising with the truth, despite the hellish howling of faith's enemies. It was this assurance of the resurrection of Jesus that allowed St. John to make the very last words he spoke in this world, words of hope, words of faith, words that befuddled his tormentors and even brought some of them, including an emperor, to repentance. He said, glory to God for all things. My friends, whatever your church, whatever condition your life is in, if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, Allow the holy mystery of this morning to renew the power of resurrection hope in your life. The light of life had penetrated to the depths of hell itself. The cowardly and the timid receive a new vigor to proclaim the truths of faith in the face of intense opposition. Hope has replaced despair as the order of the day. Death has been dealt its death sentence, and the grave of the believer has been forever rendered impotent. This is the power of the resurrection faith that we have right now. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen.